0: You know the why human trafficking work is needed, to fight for the freedom of modern-day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time, and be about the work of saving lives. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation, episode 152. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, and today we have Rasha Hamad, and she's the board president and founder and CEO of a program called Youth Underground. It's a worldwide program program that gives youth an opportunity to use their voice and become empowered in the fight against human trafficking. Rasha has a BA in International Studies and Business Management from Webster University. That's in Geneva, Switzerland, where she currently resides. And she was awarded a fellowship for her master's degree in mass communication with the emphasis in journalism from the American University in Cairo, Egypt. She's published several articles on a variety of topics, particularly a Harvard series on population and international health in the USA, as well as the Encyclopedia of Global Environmental Change in the UK. So welcome to the podcast, Rasha. Thank you, Celia. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so I have been uh, wanting you to be on the podcast for a while now, because I know you do some amazing work, and you have a program called Youth Underground, and so, and it's based in Geneva, Switzerland, correct? That's correct. Yeah,
1: can you talk a little bit about Youth Underground and what you do there? Sure. So we're based in in Geneva, Switzerland. We work um, worldwide and the the purpose of Youth Underground is to educate the youth about human trafficking. And the idea of that is to prevent human trafficking insofar as possible. So um, what we do is we provide, we give presentations at at schools um, to all ages uh, but essentially tweens, um, early teenage years, and then um, the older teens. And, um, and, and the, the purpose of Youth Underground is really to, to underline the fact that that youth are, are, can make better choices when they have the information there. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a fear factor it's an empowerment factor so the more information they have about human trafficking the more they can they can observe signs of of not only trafficking but assault of disconnect of of uh, mental health you know somebody who's who's um, a peer who's not who's not doing well and they actually contact us and 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 share that information so So the idea is youth empowerment ultimately. And I learn while we do educate, we learn a great deal. I personally learn a great deal because through, you know, the youth have a way of looking at things in a very matter of fact and simple, simple kind of, I wouldn't say innocent, but it's untarnished way. And uh, they don't pretend. And they can say what we f- feel or what we think, but in a very simple manner and to the point. And um, it's very educational for us as well. So it's um, it's prevention through empowerment.
0: I love that you see it as a reciprocal relationship where they gain something very rich from you, and you all gain something very rich from them. It's there's a there's an implied honor and respect in that way of working with young people? Because some people come in and they go, here's the information I'm lecturing to you. Uh I'll spit it out to you. You absorb it and I'll leave. I have nothing to gain from you. But the way that you're describing it is sort of uh reciprocal and, and empowering to young people. And you really understand how they, they think because you're engaged with them a lot. So can you Tell us a little bit about how Youth Underground works. Like, what? How do you get involved in educating young people, and what exactly do you do?
1: Well, there are several ways we do that. Um, before COVID, we would go to schools and give presentations, but the presentations um, were were interactive in the sense that. Right off the bat, I would uh, ask, usually it would be me giving a presentation and then my, my, you know, team would, would take over. But initially we start off by saying, you know, human trafficking is, and we give the definition and so on. And then we just stop within the five minutes, and we we uh, have like four questions: Where do you think it happens? Who do you think it happens to? And so on. And we say like break up into into small groups for five minutes, and we'll call on you. And that just breaks the ice, so it's it becomes interactive. And we encourage what what you know the, the there there is no bad question, silly question, you know, and when when a couple of students speak up, then they encourage their peers to do that. So that's what we do um, in a school setting. We also have survivors, we've had a survivor that has come with us and given his testimonial to different schools for a week. We did school by school by school. And that was, again, very educational because we gave the, a, a small presentation, but we left it for it was a male survivor so it also debunked all the stereotypes that it's sexual exploitation that it's women that it's you have to be from a certain group a minority so it kind of it was very important for me to get that specific survivor and he was extremely inspirational and that encouraged a lot of youth to Learn about it. Create groups about on human trafficking. Include it in their in their like you know the credits. They wanted credits, so they would volunteer for us. So they would come back. The idea of the education is that they always they come back um, to us. It's not a one off. um, You know we have all the answers, uh, and that's it. It's uh, it's always interactive, and they always come back. and that's what makes it so, so wonderful. We also obviously have Zoom, Zoom um, courses. We do those online and we do those all over the world. So it's providing information, but having um, a dialogue, the mm-hmm. dialogue and seeing and meeting them where they're at. And, and, and as I said, it's not a fear factor, but it's really um, to inform them that this is, we're all one humanity at the end of the day you know like when they actually saw a survivor they they didn't know what a survivor looked like
0: mm-hmm. and
1: realized that there is no profile. We all look the same. we all look the same and it can happen to absolutely anyone and um, and that's the idea. it's really factoring in the 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 idea that the the human life is extremely important that we're all, different but the same that we're enriched by each other's experiences and there's no us and them you know nobody's lesser than and um and that's what we educate so it you know through the umbrella of human trafficking we we teach such areas as self-esteem confidence the importance of of speaking up to people that you trust listen to your inner voice if there's something you're you're not you know you're you're not um too comfortable with uh find some you know don't don't say yes to please others define your own success um shape the world you want to live in it's in ultimately everything is in your hands wow that's what youth underground is
0: about and now we're going to take a short pause for this important message The International Human Trafficking and Social Justice Conference is the largest and oldest academic conference on human trafficking in the world. Join us for our 19th annual conference, hosted virtually this year on September 21st through the 23rd. You will have the opportunity to learn from and collaborate with thousands of advocates, researchers, providers, and survivors from all over the world. You don't want to miss it. Find out more and register today on our website, traffickingconference.com. And I, I think that there are so many lessons that you're teaching, direct lessons, but also indirect lessons about power and about voice and about choice and all of those things that are critical and you're hitting a lot of the best practice elements of you know, having different ways of learning, uh, not just lecture, engaging people, having them be interactive, having them come back and get involved, Um, not just be a passive learner, but get involved in the actual issue. I mean, all of that is amazing. And those are great tips and tools for other people that are engaged in prevention and want to do education. And so, What other countries have you, has Youth Underground participated in?
1: Well, we're very active in the US, and that's why we would like to have an an office there, because I would say that the US is probably where we work the most with, you know, on a obviously um, since COVID, it's been uh, via internet. But what we do, yeah, I think the US is our biggest client, so to speak, but we work all over the world. We work in Africa. We've worked in, in several countries of Africa, um, namely Cameroon. Cameroon has been extremely active because in one part of Cameroon, there's you've got the English speakers and then on one part, you've got the French speakers. So there's conflict there. And through conflict, obviously, Children fall through the cracks. There's a lot of trafficking. So we've done again toolkits for Cameroon. Um, we've worked with in, in the UK, obviously Switzerland, but Switzerland is is really through the schools, not through adults. Mm-hmm. Campaigns um, that we've done on on posters, on public transportations, visuals that people can can uh, can see. People of of all social levels and classes can see. So we do work everywhere where we have um, we've been requested to work in India. So it's something that we're looking into, but we won't do that right now because India is is um, is 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 huge because it's, it's such a huge country. And there, you know, there are many layers to it. So we do work in, in, in all over the world. And obviously now with the war in Ukraine, we're working in, in Eastern Europe as well. And uh, along with the
0: presentations, there's a toolkit. And does does the toolkit involve the posters and that sort of information?
1: It it does. But what we also encourage uh, the youth to do is that they can create they create their own posters and then we print them out. Oh, so, love that! Yeah. So that they feel they're involved, and then we can understand they they we can understand what they they have captured from from what we've presented and then they can put it in their own words mm. and that's what makes it more more powerful because if you're going to different countries they have their own ways of expressing themselves and and coming from them they feel that okay we've contributed to this we we are doing something against it um, against trafficking. And uh, and it's a complete partnership. It's not us coming, like we have all the answers. And that's what's so wonderful.
0: I love that. And it, it, it's not only in a classroom or uh, a no. traditional preventive kind of approach. Um, so tell us a little bit about some of your recent um, adventures. Like you were just talking offline about what just occurred? One of the challenges that you had the the transcendence right. program. So talk about that.
1: We had uh, we had two. Um, as I said, we have volunteers throughout the year, but there were two that came lot uh, to me last. To us and then I met with one of them uh, last uh, September and said, "I would love, you know, I'd love to volunteer for Youth Underground." What do? And I the question is always, "What do you want to do?" Because you know youth excel in different in different areas if somebody does art i'm not going to ask that person to do research because they won't you know mm-hmm. so uh, this uh, this particular student who had was a, just a young graduate 18 years old and she said i love art and but she couldn't think of combining both and i said Show me your art, and she showed me some of her art and her from her, through her, you know, cell phone, and I saw it, and I said, "Well, why don't we raise awareness about human trafficking through art? Would you be interested in doing that?" And she said, "Absolutely!" And she got one of her friends on board, so Sarah and Paul Michael, both eighteen years old, and they they came up with the idea of of tracing the 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 journeys respective journeys of two survivors that we've worked with. We've worked with and we continue to work with. And they said, can we get in touch with them? So we put them in touch and they they focused on the journey before, during and after um, through art. And we had an exhibition uh, actually yesterday of their visual arts. So it was a combination of, of very different art, very profound and celebrating the fact that they survived—survived survived is probably not the word—is managed to get through such a, such challenges in their lives. And what resonated with those that came, because there were people really of all ages, from uh, ten years old to to you know much much older, sixties uh, and seventies, um, was the fact that they. The narrative was was positive. It was it's a success. There's, these are success stories. Survivors are powerful people. They're inspirational people, and it's nobody is less than we're we're all the same. And so it was really a celebration of life. And although we were talking about something an issue that is it is a serious issue, the. The way they managed to to portray it in such a profound way, but so so um, so oh, engaging to to everyone, you know, art is 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 wonderful. It's a wonderful medium to to attract people and and educate people. It was just wonderful and 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 the adults in particular were were very moved by it because they didn't quite understand what human trafficking was and assault and everything that goes with it and they learned and they were <clears throat> excuse me extremely impressed by the fact that that these two 18 year olds managed to over the months come up with a project so so mature at such a young age we're
0: well, getting young people to have an outlet to express their humanity is wonderful. And then play into their strengths. Um, you know, if they're artists create art, if your researchers do research, I mean, uh, yeah, if you ask me to create art, um, you're going to get some stick figures.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> not my strength. Yeah. Um, no, I think it is important to, to focus on what they like because when they do focus on what they like, then they excel mm-hmm. and they do it with, every part of their soul and their, and, and conviction. Young people are very dramatic and yeah, they love,
0: they hate. And, you know, we need, we need that in our lives because we do. We, yeah. We get older and we just kind of begin to numb out, but they remind it's us. A, yeah, it is. It's true. It's a, like a reset for us adults, yes, you know? <laughs>
1: absolutely.
0: Is this art displayed online
1: or? Yeah, we're going to we, we are we have all the we're gathering all the the images and we are going to display it online. It's going to be on our website. We have a few videos, but we have different people. I had a videographer, photographer, so we do have. Uh, we're putting all that together since it was just yesterday, and we're going to have it online. Oh, awesome! And yeah. if
0: someone wants to get a hold of Youth Underground or you uh, because they're interested in. Uh, prevention education or getting involved in and maybe they they're young people themselves and they want to get involved in the fight against human trafficking how mm-hmm. do they get in touch with youth
1: underground they can get in touch by by sending us messages on Instagram um on Twitter on Facebook and they can or they can directly email us at info@ at underground.com. it's on our website. If you look at Youth Underground, you'll find it on our website, and it, the, the link is there. Just contact us, and we respond uh, right away. And Rasha, what is in
0: your future over the next three years? Where do you see yourself or Youth Underground going?
1: I see um, really um, expanding education In schools and institutional, you know, um, organizations, I don't, you know, there are informal school settings. There, it depends what countries they don't have the typical school setting, but they have groups. So I'm, I really do. I actually envision it in my mind. I see it in my in my in my head. You know, that um, that children are given the possibility to understand uh, what human trafficking is and as i said through human trafficking understanding the importance of a human life mental well-being assault you know breaking down taboos and stigma and and changing the narrative of of all these issues which are so important and and so prevalent and and we need to talk about those a lot more so i see myself I mean, I see you underground moving to different countries. As I said, we we were aiming for the U.S. at the moment. So really, we boot more boots on the ground, so we we can we can actually meet the the students, meet the people that we want to work with. Rasha, thank
0: you so much for what you do, and I hope you will continue to do it and be successful for many years to come. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for this opportunity, Celia.
0: That was Rasha from Youth Underground. And what Rasha was really talking about are these nine elements of effective prevention programming. And this, there was a study done by Nation Keener Wandersman uh, around 2005. And what they did is they looked across bodies of literature and they identified these nine elements that seem to appear in every evidence-based or best practice type of prevention activity. And so they they did a a total literature review, but not just a literature review of one body of literature, but they looked across literatures. So they looked across uh, youth violence, that literature. They looked across the literature on substance abuse, and how you engage in prevention with young people. They looked across risky sexual behavior, juvenile delinquency, and school failure, and they identified these nine elements. And if you were to re-listen to Rasha's interview, you would hear each one of these nine elements present in her discussion about what they do at Youth Underground. So the first of the nine elements is comprehensive services. So any good, effective prevention program that's going to focus on preventing human trafficking, for instance, should offer comprehensive services. That means that the strategies should include multiple components across multiple settings that really address a wide range of risk and protective factors Of the target population. So you see them doing artwork, you see them presenting in schools, you see them working with young people even after the presentation um, to play to their strengths and get them involved in the fight. So very comprehensive. Varied teaching methods, that's the second element of best practices. That means that there are multiple teaching methods. You don't just go in and present to a classroom and then leave. But there are lots of of interactive types of components, skill-based components, role plays, art, like she talked about. So just varied ways of teaching. Then the third element is sufficient dosage. So you, you, you can't just or shouldn't just go in when you want to engage in effective practice, go in and do a one-time presentation, but you want to give youth a sufficient dosage. So maybe there are youth that aren't really at risk at all, and you can go in one time and that's great. Or maybe there are young people that are at risk, which means that going in one time to do one presentation is insufficient, but we can't, we can't identify what would be sufficient because it's, really uh, specific to the types of youth and the level of risk that they have. The fourth element is really being theory-driven. So what's the theory behind what you do? And what she talked about was empowerment, giving youth a voice, giving them choice. That is the strategy behind what she does. Positive relationships, that's the next element. Uh, Fostering strong, stable, positive relationships between youth and adults. Being appropriately timed, that's another element of effective practice. And that means that program activities should happen at a time, um, even developmentally, where they can you can have the maximum impact in a participant's life. Next element is to be socio-culturally relevant. Programs should be tailored to fit within the cultural beliefs and practices of specific groups as well as local community norms. So you see her talk about it. Well, when we get into a country, we learn about that country so that we can best engage Young people, because we have a knowledge about their culture or have a knowledge about their experiences. Outcome evaluation, that's the other element. So evaluating your prevention activities to make sure that your strategies are working, that your programs are effective, that's important. And then having well-trained staff, people that are sensitive and competent, people that can provide the sufficient education and the support that you want to provide to young people. So those are the nine elements and uh instead of coming on here and saying look here's the nine most effective elements for prevention for human trafficking prevention perhaps it's better to hear what somebody is actually doing and then later on to show you how they are meeting each one of those elements. So we don't wanna just do something, remember? We wanna do the best thing. So Russia and Youth Underground, my hats off to you. You are doing effective best practice work and we are learning from you all the time. Until next time, the fight continues. Let's not just do something, let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.